Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of No One Asked. I'm Abby. And I am still Jenny. How are you doing? How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. This week, Abigail, yeah. we're going to discuss one of our favourite topics to discuss when the microphones are not in front of us. So mm-hmm. this should go well with the microphones in front of us. The Ute. I have to say I'm not feeling particularly fresh today. However, that is where this topic comes in. <laughs> when you don't feel it, fake it. Yeah. When you don't feel it, dip your head in your makeup back. Yes. That's pretty much our approach to all beauty, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, just wear seven inches of makeup. <laughs> just fake it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't do anything real. Just fake everything. I, I'm so fake that by the time I get to 70, when, when you push me over, I'll smash. That's actually my goal. You know, I want to be, I do not want to age gracefully. I want to go out with a bang. And then Can you explain to me what this mm-hmm. term aging gracefully means? I don't get it. I feel like it's a cop out. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. No, I, it's absolutely 100% um, something that is pushed on women as an agenda. Like we're supposed to, you know, be respectful and <clears throat> and elegant. And, you know, this whole aging gracefully, it sort of implies that there's, a, you know, there's an age appropriateness to certain things. Then just when like you to get know, to a certain age, certain things aren't appropriate anymore. Yeah, and it's it's kind of almost like, to me, it suggests that there's an aging ungracefully. Yeah. And I would like to know what that is. And it's like, the reason I ask is because, like, age whatever the way, way you want to age. Oh, like, yeah, there's, 100%. There's some people that are just, in general, whether they're young or old, not into beauty, not into makeup, not into skincare, not into any of those things crack on and there's some yeah. people that are into all of those things and there's some people that take it to extremes like the world is made up of very different people and otherwise it would be very boring so I don't understand why we have these concepts or ideas that are like if you don't do this it's ungraceful that's the suggestion and it seems to always go towards women and I don't like it because it's like when when have you ever heard a man <laughs> talk about aging gracefully Never. Or ungraceful. Yeah, That's exactly. The problem I it it doesn't exist. It it's not in the dialogue. This is something that is created you just age. to sell products to women. Um <clears throat> which uh, you know right. we all we all know about that. But I yeah, I plan on on just I plan on using old age as an excuse to get away with everything. I'm like looking forward Ooh, I like to it. That. I want to be covered in tattoos. I want to have really? crazy coloured hair. Yeah, man. I'm going to have a face full of filler. Um, I'm going to have everything <laughs> lifted. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. When this is, is this assuming happening? I can afford this. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our Patreon. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Please pay for Abby's filler. (laughs) (laughs) 
It feels really weird that there will eventually be a Patreon that is... Actually, we'll spend it on whatever we want and we'll talk to you about it. <laughs> so, beauty, yeah. What does it mean to you, Jen? Oh, right. Do you know what? I'm going to refer back to a, a little... A little... um. What do you call those things when you watch people when they watch people when they when they study? Uh, I think this reminds me of going back in time to a summer in Cannes a few years ago, where I was on the beach most days because I could get my work done and then get down for a little sea swim and just sit there with a book for a couple of hours. And I decided over this whole summer I was on my own. And I decided over this house somewhere that I would just people watch. And Cannes in France is a particularly fascinating place to be. Abby will know this because we both it's brilliant there. for people watching. Oh my word. Like, well, you lived in Monaco, which is even better, but I'm sure we'll that might come up in this episode as well, talking about beauty. But um I guess it's safe to say that the French Riviera and the Cote d'Azur is one of the kind of most drastic in terms of of shifts in what beauty is and means to to everyone because it's very it's very mixed it's very free isn't it there's people that will take plastic surgery to the extreme there's people that um i would imagine are, are what what you would imagine when you think of parisians in the sense of like that aged skin with this incredible style in terms yeah. of fashion um there's the tiny tiny women there's very big women um there's all in between uh there are people that wear lots of makeup on a beach there's people that wear no makeup on a beach there's people that wear lots of jewelry on a beach I, i've seen multiple people so if you dripped in versace from head to toe on a yeah. beach i just wonder how the jewelry doesn't boil them um <laughs> but it's a really amazing place to people watch and so i did this for a summer I would read occasionally and then I would just watch and what struck me was that again I've described all the people that you see was that watching them on a beach there was there was people that had incredible bodies like just they must be in the gym every single day probably are and PTs and everything else and then there was people that were just normal normal size normal shape and then there was people that were on the bigger side and I'm watching these people because some of the ones that you wouldn't consider to have the most aesthetically pleasing based on what society gives us as a body were really standing out to me and so I watched for the whole somewhere and came to the conclusion that the people who were fixing themselves and adjusting themselves and had the most spectacular bodies and six packs and but had to adjust everything and sit in a certain way and keep their back straight. And everything was posed. Everything was considered. Everything was was stiffened in their existence because all that mattered to them was how they looked, which was beautiful for a magazine shoot. Yeah. But what stood out to me was the people that were the most beautiful were the ones that just didn't give a shit. And yeah. we're having fun and we're playing with their kids and we're swimming in the water. And some of them walked around with their boobies out and some of them didn't. And <laughs> just the freedom of being on a beach and 
and being on that beach, just that's where they were. Somehow it didn't matter what they were wearing, what size they were, what colour they were. None of that mattered. It was just the living free was so beautiful to watch. And that might sound oh. cheesy to some, but it was it was that's what when you say what does beauty mean to me, that's what I remember. I can so relate to this. Yeah, when I was living in Monaco, especially during the summer months, because the summer months it would be extremely busy and people were coming from all over the world. And then during the winter it was just kind of the residents, it was quite quiet and but during the summer months you'd have like massive influx of people. And there would be so many conventionally beautiful people around. You know, the kind of people I would look at and think, oh, my God, you're stunning. Mm. My God, Mm. like a model. And and, uh, I met a lot of these people in the years that I lived there. Um, And what struck me was I have never um, met so many people with such low self-esteem. And it was really interesting because it wasn't something I'd considered before I hadn't really made the association but mm. it was an incredible learning uh, experience because these people who you know on the surface seem to have everything in terms of sort of conventional you know they have money they had looks they had the lifestyle and everything there was a lot of incredibly low self-esteem mm. in these people which is sad uh, but I can kind of understand actually where that comes from because I realize that a lot of time and money and effort was spent into appearing a certain way, fitting mm-hmm. into a certain clique. Um, and this was like a massive focus. And I can totally understand how that would really, really damage someone's self-confidence and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. But I agree that like there is this wonderful, and I think it's quite a French thing as well, of um, this just this confidence of just being like it's the French kind of natural um, way, you know, their whole approach to beauty is like, it's very different to mm-hmm. say in the UK, I would say, and in the US, especially where they really go for like, just, you know, it's like the whole red lip thing, you know, clean face, red lip, bit of eyeliner they allow themselves to get wrinkles and everything. And they've just got this confidence to, to walk around topless on a beach and, and not, uh, not care about what people think. And it's incredibly attractive. Yeah. They approach everything in a very interesting way. And I've talked about this a lot in having moved back to Ireland and you haven't moved back to the UK. It's that stark differences that you, you, you didn't know existed until you moved away, saw it a different way, lived it a different way and then moved back. And it's like, wait, hang on. Is this the way we've always done things around here? France is very, like, they've got a lot of things the right way around. And and I would have struggled with it when I first moved there. And, and beauty and style and self-esteem would be one that I, and this is not to say that everyone particularly every woman in France is is confident, is stylish is, or doesn't struggle with anything. I don't mean that, but I mean, as a whole, they've got this kind of way. They they Women have an, a better understanding of, of themselves from a very young age, what suits them. And they, they just, whether it's natural or whether it's taught, I don't know because I didn't go to French school. The French pharmacy is always incredible to me. Like, 
do you remember what a treat it was to go in? You would go in, you'd get the most incredible skincare just from the pharmacy. Yeah. And God, I miss that stuff. I miss yeah. it because you can get it here in some places. Like there's a pharmacy uh, locally to me that sells all of those gorgeous French brands. It's ridiculously marked up here. That's what's mad about it. I go to France and I come back and everyone's like, please bring me back La Roche-Posay. All the dermatologists yeah. recommend it here. And it's about three times the price. Like you get it in a corner shop in, in France. It's it's sort of the lower grade. Yeah, it is. You literally, you can pick it up anywhere. Um, yeah. And uh, Aborium. Oh, that's my favorite, favorite brand. Cordial. You pick me up is... stuff from there when you visit. I do. Um, Caudalie and Absolution are probably my favourites. They do skincare and makeup. Absolution do. Caudalie do like spritzes and face creams and everything else, but they're down the kind of non-toxic route. But they have gorgeous stuff and the pharmacies are, there's so much you could spend. It's like, it's like a beauty toy shop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you go in and you're like, oh my God, there's something for everything. I remember stopping and you moved to this place in in like kind of the countryside off the coast. A beautiful place, but middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. And I remember, I don't know why we were in the same car. Oh, I know why, because you came over on a visit for the house stuff at the end and I was driving. Anyway, we both stopped at this. We Well, we were together. We stopped at this pharmacy on the way to your house. And do you remember we went in and bought like, what was that brand? F- 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 begins with an um, F. I can't remember. Yeah, we bought these. Fjorga? I don't even know how to say it. No. Fjorga. Fjorga. That's it. Fjorga. 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 There's a J in there. But this is like a high end skincare range. And this pharmacy was tiny on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. We went in and yeah. we picked out our face masks. We picked out whatever other masks we were going to do for our pamper night that night. But it was just like, again, you're looking around going, how is there a market for all this stuff in the middle of nowhere? And that kind of sums up the French style of it's not optional. You know, this is something that should be available to everyone everywhere. But what's beauty think, to you? Oh, my God. Um Sorry to be a cliche, but beauty to me is confidence, 100%. Um, no, it's not that you're cliche. It's that you, I said that so you can't steal it. Pick your own. <laughs> it's true, though. It's it's confidence. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love seeing – I feel very fortunate living in London now because, you. oh, my gosh, the range of styles. And people are so expressive here mm-hmm. um, with how they dress and how they present I love it. I love, you know, you go to different areas of London and it's got a different vibe and people look different uh, and I really, really enjoy that. So variety as well (laughs) for my viewing pleasure. I love it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that maybe to give a bit of context to this because we kind of got into this pod about beauty, but there's a bit of a story behind it because Jen, you are like, you're really, really big on your clean, natural, green beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole story behind that, isn't there, and a journey. Do you want to talk about it? It's it's kind of been covered in the sense of... No, I suppose it hasn't. 
I can't talk today, Abby. That's Come okay. On. We're only doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started an Instagram page a few years ago. Basically, uh, I've been an actress since I was four years old. And when I look back at pictures of me as a kid, I wonder where it all went wrong for many reasons. <laughs> but in this context, uh, where the kind of skin side of things, because I had the most beautiful skin um, and like really flawless skin, gorgeous. And and I don't, and, and poreless and everything else. And I know that age changes loads of things. But for me, it turned into acne at the age of 11, which was particularly young to be getting acne. And I'd, I'd already developed psoriasis at the age of eight and was absolutely all over me, apart from my face for some reason. And I would go and see these doctors and they would put this cream on me and they tried this fish therapy, which, no, thank you. Do not fish, like fish. therapy. Yep. You lie in a tank of fish and they eat your psoriasis. Woo! Don't like fish. Oh my God. No, wait, tell us about that. No horrendous traumatic lay in a tank and the fish eat the dry skin off you does it feel tickly it feels horrible feels like sucker things all over you don't know what See, i quite like the sound of that no do it do it to your feet they do them in the they uh, then later down the line because this when i was really young they then opened these shops everywhere where you could go and i don't know if they exist anymore but they popped up everywhere particularly in london where it was like you could go in and put your feet in a fish tank and the fish yeah. would like eat your feet. Like, why? Why? I've would seen you want this. That? See, that really, really appeals to me. Um, but the problem is, I am, my feet are so ticklish that I worry that I'm going to kick a fish. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they move reflex fast and jerk enough. And, and no, they, kick a they fish. move fast enough and they're, they're small enough that it would be quite difficult to kick a fish. It's also less tickly and more like, like little suckers. It's awful. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Um, wouldn't do that and wouldn't do, and don't like really being around, got better the last two summers, but don't like be, really being in the sea. I had a massive fear of the sea for a little while because I didn't want fish coming near me. I was too young. I was too, I was too young to understand what any of these things were, but they were basically trying everything out of me because I was so young and because I was covered in this stuff. And so, I suspect that like psoriasis and acne are, are are kind of both like everything exacerbated by stress. And and I was quite a stressed out kid. I, I was there was the anxiety conversation, the all those kind of things. They were all undiagnosed and there. I don't ever remember not being a stressy kid. And so I had this psoriasis. And then as a result of the stress of the psoriasis, I think it kicked off acne. But it was cystic acne. And so it was all across my jaw, across my shoulder blades. So it really, really hurt. And I couldn't get a grasp on it. And so at this stage, I'm already doing fairly okay when it comes to acting and auditions and workshops and things that I could do. And and that was all I ever wanted to do. So now 16, I go into Ireland's biggest soap. I'm on telly four nights a week. I'm recording five days a week rehearsing one it's a full-time job I'm really young I'm working with adults and it was the best thing ever but I couldn't get a grip on my skin 
And I remember being about 18, so a couple of years in, and I got this massive outbreak of psoriasis, head to toe, with like little bits across the the front of my head coming out from my my scalp. It was mainly in my scalp, and if it's going to kick off now, it will kick off in my scalp. But it was a thing called gut ate psoriasis, so it literally looked like I'd stood naked and someone had pebble dashed me with psoriasis. <sighs> so it was like chunks and flecks and everything everywhere. But the problem with that then is you obviously have to cover it up because it's not nice to look at. And so the way they covered it up was this summer. And for some reason, of course, it was a really hot summer in Ireland. And I had this these polo necks and long sleeves. And I'm sweating because you're filming in lights and everything else for the whole time. And these things had to be peeled off me at the end of the day, but it would peel and crack all the psoriasis and make it bleed. And then you'd have to dress in. I remember that summer being one of the worst mentally and physically that I ever felt of like, I'm doing everything that I ever wanted to do. And yet I've never felt less confident or less well. And I didn't know what to do about it. So you're putting this cream on, this cream is trying, it's not working. Then I was put on steroids, which made me absolutely balloon. Um, and I, I didn't know that steroids did that. Nobody told me. And so suddenly then I'm on telly and I'm in my late teens, early 20s. And people are going, you've put weight on, you don't fit in your costume. Which is so the what worst do I do then? time to deal with that as well. <clears throat> at that what age. am I doing then? Then I'm trying to diet. Then I'm trying to lose weight. And I'm not knowing the whole time that this is because of a steroid that I'm on. Um, and steroids also on high doses like they were trying to give me to, to try and flip this was uh, was causing nightmares and night terrors. And it, it kind of kicked off what will now become if I'm stressed, a lifelong um, situation where if I'm stressed or if I'm overthinking or if I'm overtired, even I will get night terrors. None of these things were made clear to me or my parents. And so it's that difficult scenario that you're going, they were, they were, the doctors were trying to do their best for what they had, but the side effects were monstrous in terms of my life. Um, and so I'm recording this thing that I really want to do and suffering with the, the online comments and, and bear in mind, social media didn't really exist. But yet there was these forums and boards yeah. and 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 people on the street. Like, to be honest, all I ever wanted to do was act. But there was a time in my life that I felt um, I couldn't complain because if I complained, I would seem ungrateful. But I didn't know how to say that I really, really struggled with the things that people said to me. And... Because I didn't want to seem ungrateful, I never complained about it. And I just swallow all this up. And a lot of people, including you, have asked me, like, what, how did you deal with the rejection of auditions and stuff? Rejection of auditions were absolutely minuscule in comparison to somebody feeling that it's appropriate to walk up to a 17 year old in a shop and say, you look better in, in, in te on telly than you do in real life. I'm walking away confused, going, I don't know what that means. I don't know. What it then I had makeup artists occasionally ask me what I, if I wash my skin and if I do wash it, what do I wash it with? So all this to say, if you're listening to this and you've got acne, psoriasis, eczema, that's stopping you live, I get you.
because the underestimation of these things is like, again, it goes back to, it's funny how much we put on human choice. It's like, oh, it depends on what products you're using. Um, or it depends on if you're cleaning your face properly. Um, like the onus is on me. I'm doing something wrong. Therefore, this is what I look like. Um, it's painful emotionally, psychologically, physically. It's It was a painful time. And so all of that to say, I eventually changed my, I'd been on every antibiotic that you could be put on following the, the steroids and following everything else. Now, sunlight and lifestyle in a hot country had a massive impact. There is absolutely no doubt about it. I know some people have psoriasis that will do some bets and I get that. I understand that because there's something about it. It will it will lift, it will pop, it will go. I had this friend that we used to go on this holiday and we'd go, it's popping, it's popping because you'd get this little dry head on it and then it'd disappear for a while and and, and it, you knew it was gone. You knew the kind of cracky, woundy sort of style of it was gone. About four years ago, having tried all the medications and and wanting to avoid some of the really strong ones that they then go on to put you onto because that would wreak havoc with potential anxiety, depression, these things that were a concern for me. I was friends with a homeopathist and she recommended that I look at changing all of my cosmetics because basically it is misunderstood how many ingredients that are in our day-to-day cosmetics. And that's from your toothpaste to your shower gel, to your shampoo, to your skincare, to your makeup. How many of these things that contain ingredients that are just quite frankly harmful to us and they disrupt the endocrine system which is your hormonal system and they can cause havoc with any of these things that are either autoimmune or stress induced and so I I started reading up on this you know Europe is a little bit safer than, than the US but the US the restrictions the regulations there are just it's it's no man's land. So I started looking at these brands and finding these these collaborators. And I, I started a page on Instagram to to talk about it because there was nothing like it when I when I went to try and find things that would change it. Like with within two weeks, everything was different. Now that is not to say that I don't get spots or psoriasis. I do, because the world is not perfect as soon as you change one thing. There's an awful lot of things that I have to do differently. And we talked about it in the wellness thing. Um, the fact that I don't drink would have an impact on stress because the lack of sleep and things that can happen w- without even going into what alcohol, what effects alcohol has on the body. All of those things help. The fact that I try and keep my stress levels um, to a, a as 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 low as I can, but I'm human. Um, <laughs> they're all factors. Uh, my nutrition was a big thing about it. I went and studied and looked into this kind of thing of what you're putting in your body. But I remember it dawning on me, wow, isn't it amazing that I spent so long trying to understand what I was putting in my body and I never considered what I was putting on it other than if I spend money, surely it will work. And that is so not the way it works. Yeah. Because you've got fantastic skin. Um, mm. I've seen you have. You have. I've Compared seen to what it was, I have to be when, very careful. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it when you've had flare-ups of acne. I've seen you when you've had psoriasis and everything like that. And I, I mean, I know, I know about your journey because you... You were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but your skin now is, is, 
is really incredible. And I know that you've worked hard to to get it to a place that, and it is like, like your hormones and everything, right? Mm. We've got it, man, we have it tough. Women have got it tough. We've got so many crazy hormonal shit. I know, but there's also- Happening on our bodies all the time that we have to contend with and yeah. manage and- There's know, a lot regulate. of boys, there's a lot of boys that have that too though. I've, I've spoken to a lot of, of friends particularly who have teenage sons and stuff that- the thing about it is we li- we we are living and being brought up and, and bringing children up in a world that is far more toxic environmentally than it than it used to be. And so there's an awful lot of those toxins that are harmful and we can't do anything about them, but we're limited to our exposure to them. The idea of changing what we use on our skin is the bit where in the same way as we choose what we eat. We've yeah. we've limited control or virtually no control once we go out our front door to to what's happening around us or what other people are doing. Or but when we're at home, we choose what we can choose what we put in our bodies and we can choose what we put on our bodies. And there's the concept called the body barrier, which is basically like if you imagine a cup, it's if you continue to fill it with toxins that you don't have any control over, or um fighting off things that you don't have any control over and you you're you're using your immune system and your body's metabolism to work through these kind of things constantly at some point if you're then putting more of it in your body or on your body that cup's going to overflow and so it's the idea that we have a system in our body that will metabolize and flush out toxins naturally but when there's too much of them there's an overflow and so that's where changing what we use where we can makes a real big difference with how much our body actually has to do to work to fight this stuff. However, yeah, because of this trend in sustainability and in toxins and in non-toxic and in detoxing, a lot of brands unfortunately have now decided to do what's called greenwashing their products. And yeah. they put words like organic, um, paraben-free, sulfate-free, vegan. PETA is the is the not tested on animals certified thing. These are all great, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have toxic chemicals in it. It doesn't mean that it's tox non-toxic or green beauty. There's a little bit more to fall into underneath that. And that's where it gets a little bit complicated, like most things, unfortunately, where because they're copping onto the trend. They're then saying, oh, look at us. Like some of the biggest brands have written organic on their product. And it's like the regulation, what you have to cover to then be able to put organic on your product is so minimal. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta be careful what we're, yeah. So. Favorite beauty products? Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Retinol. Okay. I cannot live without it. If I like if I'm traveling and I forget my retinol, which doesn't actually happen because it's that important to me, but on the rare isolated occasion that it has, I panic. Retinol what? can't live without it. Still as wrinkly as fuck, but <laughs> gracefully what uh what retinol do you use 
do you know what? I <clears throat> Beauty pie. Beauty pie have a fantastic range of retinol. I used to spend so much money on skincare, like an insane amount. Um, and then for a while I used the Ordinary, yep. which great, very effective. Didn't really like the formulas. You know, it's like nothing kind of yeah. – uh, it's not stuff you necessarily enjoy putting on your face. It does the job, but – Yeah. Um, and then uh, Beauty Pie um, that was founded by uh, Marcia – what's her name, Marcia? Um, oh, I can't remember. I don't know, but I know this much. Beauty You're going to explain something and sell it to our Irish listeners that unfortunately we cannot get yet. So Beauty Pie, ah, if there's okay. any chance that any of you are listening, please – Please make it easy for us to order in Ireland because Beauty Pie are a fantastic label. You're going to explain the concept, right? Yeah. So they really, really need to. They need to expand more. Um, and uh, I would love for you to be able to access it as well, Jen, because Beauty Pie is basically a membership. Um, and the founder, Marcia, I can't remember her surname. Um, she's massive in beauty and skincare and has been, like, you know, always in the industry. So she founded this brand. You pay for your membership and then um, you can basically purchase high-end skincare mm. and makeup, like top top tier, at trade, trade price. Um, and so their profit comes from uh, your membership, your payment for membership, um, which is is not it's, – it's not expensive. It's like £50 a year, right? Yes, literally. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. And then you purchase things at trade. So this, so for example, my retinol, I think I pay 16 pounds for it and it's, well, it's a dream. Yeah. You've, you've gotten me some products and, and, and a lot of them, I, I will say this though, just for, for not all of them. And this is where curating and, and what I do on Instagram comes into play because, because not all of them and that's okay. I'm not saying that they're dangerous, they're just not all of, there's a very different baseline in, in which I look at ingredients, but a lot of beauty pie stuff is, is green ticked. The concept of beauty pie I find brilliant because she was basically going for these high end, um, brands to the manufacturer and discovering that they were all being made in the same place and they were just well, all getting a different label at the end. Yeah, and, and the label determined how much they were. She knew where all of these uh, these high end uh, skincare, you know, what factories were making them and where. And then with all of her, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they were all labeling them. These, but they, yeah, to a degree. But also, it was a case of like going to, for example. Um, a factory in Japan where she knows they make an incredible formulation of this like hydrating skin plumping serum or whatever. Um, and then go into them and developing uh, new products based on the technology and the things that they're really good at. And then going to Switzerland for the retinol, for example, I don't know whether the retinol is made in Switzerland, but going to this factory there and having these formulations and then all of this sort of knowing where the best stuff was coming from. Um, so, yeah, but what I I'm saying it. is the concept behind Beauty Pie was the fact that she didn't see the point in these being at the kind of prices that the label oh, yeah. basically determined. So the product, as in the quality, what was in the bottle was staying the same. Yes. But literally by putting a different brand name on it, 
the price skyrocketed and she wants to figure yeah. out a way that it was possible for everybody to access this quality. Um, exactly. Which is brilliant. I love it. I know. Brilliant. And all of the markup that comes from uh, the marketing of it, the branding, like you said, the store presence, all of this stuff. And, and you know, and then the additional mm. uh, profit markup. So I love Beauty Buy. So that's number one. And then I've got a real kind of thing at the moment for West Militalia, which is really expensive. And I want their whole, her whole um, makeup range because the formulas are gorgeous. Well, these it's are like satin. These are clean beauty. So this is high end. So you mentioned something a minute ago about changing um, or or the the kind of experience, the the feeling. You want the feeling when you put it on your skin. So yeah. this was really important to me when I was looking at the idea of changing over to something that was, quote, natural, quote, organic, quote, non-toxic. I had this horrible image in my head that I was going to be going out and putting muck on my face and calling it bronzer um, <laughs> or that I was going to be rubbing a beetroot into my cheeks and calling it blusher <laughs> you know like I was like I I I'm a consumer like I love packaging I love the luxury experience that is around perfumes skincare makeup like I I am I am a girl's girl when it comes to wanting to put makeup on my face wanting to have a skincare ritual and wanting all of the smells and I remember trying one natural product early on and quite frankly it smelled like chip oil Ew. and I was like I'm not doing this this is disgusting this is awful horrible and then I got sent these products from another brand and it was all essential oils and the packaging was the tincture bottles with um, beautiful labeling and and then I used it and the products were effective. Now, this is coming from someone who also was was so kind of in despair and worn out with my skin that I started by the recommendation was to use olive oil to clean my face at night. Now, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't entirely pleasant, but I am talking about the olive oil that's in the south of France, which can be, in all fairness, slightly different to what we can get on some shelves. I used to do it with oil cleanse with uh, French olive oil from my garden. So hot oil cleanse and you could sometimes warm it up. Yeah, you had you had proper olive oil. They had olive trees in their garden and, and olive oil came from that. It was, so it's, it's, it felt luxurious at the same time as you being strangely aware that you're putting salad dressing on your face <laughs> you know it was it's a weird thing to change over to but again what kept coming into my head was why shouldn't I be able to eat what goes on my face my skin is the biggest organ on my body why shouldn't I be able to ingest what is going on it if I can't do that and my pores are swallowing it up there's something wrong there if I can't metabolize it quickly as I could with a nutritional meal so I started looking for skincare that had nutritional value, basically. But I also wanted the experience. So it's, it felt like an impossible ask. Um, and so the curators for, for green beauty and non-toxic beauty that I found, there are like high end. And Westman Atelier are one of them. And they're completely green, non-toxic. And the, most of their stuff comes in either... Um, stick product so um, foundation stick blusher stick illuminating stick 
the packaging. Oh it's all leather. You have one, don't you? I do. I do. You have the foundation. I have the contour. I have the contour stick, which is hilarious contour. because I do not contour. Um, Don't contour. But yeah. I basically just yeah. seen all this hype and I just thought of all of the products I could have purchased that I would have used, like a blush, like possibly the foundation stick, which is like £62. You bought the thing that you won't use. I, I bought I bought it. But it's like, um, it's really heavy, the packaging. It's stunning oh. stuff. And again, and it, it just sort formula. of debunks the idea. Right. So the formula obviously comes first. And this is the she, thing because, um, sorry, because you've been um, sort of talking about uh, clean beauty. C- can I say clean beauty? Is that the correct term or is yeah. there a better one? Okay. So you've been talking about clean beauty to me for years and I've always been like, no, uh, I'm like, I know what I like and I'm sticking with it. However, my favorite products now are mm. mostly things that you've switched me on to. Mm. Westman Atelier, I think, is so stunning. I genuinely want the whole collection. Um, Aborium. I don't know how clean Aborium is, but they're, I think they're pretty clean. You'll know better than me. But their CC cream and their CCI and everything is, is the best. And it's like a Korean French brand, isn't it? It was like a collaboration between um, mm-hmm. two, I don't know, brands or, or whatever. And uh, RMS, the famous, mm-hmm. famous uh, highlighter is just insane. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I think about it, there isn't a lot I use now that isn't clean. Mascara, tubing mascara I use, which isn't... Uh, yeah, that's also super weird. Anyone that gets into tubing mascara is weirdo. No, I love it. That's I'm going to throw that blanket statement out there. If you tube mascara, message, I don't get it. But yet it works for you. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, and I really like the brand, but Aborium is not green right. or clean. Um, it's not the worst. So I would recommend everybody download this app called INCI. And it allows you to scan barcodes to sometimes type in brand names and it will give them a rating and, and say why. And so it's really, it's a really interesting little exercise because you start to realize there's kind of, it's traffic light code. So there's, there's green, red and orange and, and you can make your deal. So I don't stick to everything that's 100% green. I will dip into the orange land. Because my view on it is that if I don't find, and and this is where I want to do more of this in Instagram because it started out this way. If I don't find a sexy alternative that fulfills you in the same way as the product you're coming to me with, then you've got to make your sacrifices. So for months and months and months in the beginning, and I started Green Beauty by basically changing every time I ran out of a product to something green that was... um, a swap out. I couldn't find mascara. And so I was using the mascara that I loved, but everything else was changing. And so it can be a slow process. It can be a fast process. It can be things that you find that you love. It can be a little while of finding things that actually suit. And so I wanted to kind of take some of the pain out of figuring out what's the alternative to my CC cream? What's the alternative to my mascara? What's the alternative to this um, highlighter that I use that I love? Is there a brand out there? Because there's so many clean, non-toxic beauty brands that are phenomenal out there. And in the last three years, 
they have got more and more famous. RMS is probably one of the biggest ones um, in the States and here. And you mentioned them, they do this uh, uncover up concealer and foundation and some of the best foundation on the market, not on the clean beauty market, on the market, full stop. Yeah. Um, and they last and you you use very little of them. And so it's, it is so important to have the experience along with the effectiveness. But the amazing thing about clean beauty for me is that when you have those two things, like when you've got a product you're mentioning, Westman Atelier, that you, you pick up or RMS, that it's beautiful jars or, and, or white packaging or um, there's some others that are like nudes and, and they just look really nice on your shelf as well. Yeah. When you pick, and we like when you shiny pick, things, right? right? Yeah. When you look at them, it's like, oh, they're so pretty. And then when you use them and they work and you're aware that what you're putting on your skin is good for your skin. And then they start to take effect because what you're putting on your skin is good for your skin. So it starts to heal or it starts to look better or your pores start to kind of smoothen out or the makeup sits better for longer. You're like, um, why didn't I do this sooner? Because it's kind of hitting me from all angles. It's class. So, yeah, when it comes to skincare, though. I am going to hit you with my favorite just before we go, because I'm sure we'll come back to this and we could talk about this all day long. And then you mentioned Beauty Pie. We mentioned makeup brands. Uh, my favorite skincare range by a, by a long mile um, is an Irish brand that I'm so delighted I found. And I recently became a brand ambassador for, and that's Holo Skincare. And I know that you need to try this soon birthday's coming up you have to send me some because you have been raving oh my about god these guys the smells i mean i'm sold I'm the just smells the packaging website. it's the it's the it's the tinniness of the packaging with this beautiful and i'm not a pink person but it just looks so cool um and their their hyaluronic acid serum for eye and skin is just the smell of it the effectiveness of it is the dream. You notice it within 10 minutes that everything just kind of plumps up. Uh, I notice it more when I don't use it, which is always for me the key on on what skincare works. If you suddenly realize that you haven't been using something because you've noticed your skin is worse without it, it's working. Um, and uh, they do a whole range. And, and I mean, for all skin types from teenage to anti-aging, um, and the anti-aging oil in itself is just blah. So, but I also have a 20% discount code. And if it's okay, I'm going to give out the next Yeah, one. I want it too. Okay, cool. And I will also <laughs> just mention that my Instagram is at it's Jenny Kavanagh. If you would like to follow, I have discount codes for some other products. Um, but um, the discount code for Holos for October will be Jenny10. So Jenny of the month and you can get 20% off there just to try it. And that's at holos.ie. So that's my plug that I needed to get in there. <laughs> Today, that was brilliant. <laughs> Very natural. Ten stuff so much. I was like, uh. no, um, I, they, I think they deliver everywhere. I'm all for, look, I think that if we're promoting products that we actually love, um, then that's great, which the, is the case. The lady that um, started Holos, um, her name is Neve, and and she was a holistic. Um, I can't say that word. Esthetician. Es, 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 why can't oh, I say es, that word? Esthetician. Esthetician. Oh, 
Jesus Christ. Yes, that word. She was a holistic beauty therapist because I want to say the other word because it it's it explains what she did more because it's to do with the amount of study. Anyway, she's very, very skilled in what she did. (laughs) Sorry, Neve. She um used and and saw and this is way way back long before I started and when I started it was pretty tricky to find it's less so now but yet still people that don't know what they're looking for would find it hard but this is way back when you would have had to make your own oils and essential oils and everything else so she learned how to formulate um, oh, cool. and she was just a big believer in finding natural remedies to skincare issues and also in the whole the whole picture and she started it, but she has a very similar ethos to everything that we described, um, which is beauty should be an experience. You know, it should it's be, be fun. It's got to be fun. And it's also when we talk about self-care and it being, I know people talk about self-care in terms of getting their nails done, their eyelashes done, their hair and makeup, whatever. Whatever makes you feel good is is self-care, really. But when it comes to a, a skincare routine, and I put up a post about this the other day, it's kind of as as simple as it seems, the simplest things that I do every day are my anchors to life when it gets hard. Having a nighttime and a morning routine with my skincare is not just me cleaning my face and putting nice products on, although that part's really important. It's not just me taking care of my skin so that my acne and psoriasis doesn't flare up, although that bit is really important too because it has so much impact on what I do for a living. But it's also about that five, 10 minutes of time that I spend getting ready for my day or winding down from my day. It's taking out that like pink jade roller or those those things, tools that I don't know what they're called that you rub along your face with stones. And I'm not great at any, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know why I'm doing it sometimes. (laughs) Face massage, like putting an oil on and massaging your face up and, and using your own hands to massage your forehead for a minute and just kind of rub away your worries. Or using your own, my own fingers to get into it. You can rub away your worries. That's actually disgusting. (laughs) There's something wrong with you. Although no, actually it's not disgusting. Crack on by all means. It's just disgusting that you brought it up in this conversation. That is also self-care and I'm all for it. Sorry. Abby needs to get off this so she can go and rub one out. (laughs) It's it's massaging into your jawline because I I grind my teeth at night and so it's 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 just being now I feel like everything that I say is going to be a, an innuendo in your end though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's taken those five minutes and that's what the the ethos massively behind Tolo skincare is. It's things that smell amazing. The spritz is my favorite thing ever because I spray it on. In when I'm doing my skincare, when I'm doing my makeup, after I've done my makeup throughout the day, because it's just that moment to go. <sighs> I'm all right. I'm I'm here. I'm centered. I'm me. So skincare means something different to everybody. Makeup means something different to everybody. Beauty means something completely different to everybody. But I feel like we've done a kind of good rounded touch on everything. Is there anything else you want to say that is clean in keeping with our theme there, Abigail? No, um, I think that that was, <laughs> I think you rounded up nicely. <clears throat> I don't have anything clean to add. 
um, on the topic of clean beauty, beauty in general, or um, anything else that we've touched on. But uh, thank you. I feel that was very informative. I have learnt from this. I liked it too. I feel like if you're in the UK and you need to look at Beauty Pie, uh, if you're in Ireland or the UK or anywhere else in Europe, you need to look up Holos. Um, you also need to check out my Instagram page because there'll be links to pages that recommend clean beauty. And if you have any products, any of your ride or die products, any products that you've discovered over the last few years that you just couldn't do without, please write into us. Abby, what's our email? Our email is stories at no one asked pod.com. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all for the posit, uh, the um, product recommendations as if I mm. don't spend enough money or, on skincare. Or, or, and we didn't even go there. She's throwing stuff around now. Do you know, we didn't even go anywhere near treatments. Or treatments, yeah. Or any treatments that you love. Anything that you recommend. If you run a salon in London or Dublin and you would like us to come and try something, <laughs> <laughs> by all means, give us a shout. <sighs> All up for that. Thank you. Yeah, no, Thank but you. if you are, if you are someone in, in London or Dublin and, and want to, uh, to kind of let us know you exist so that we can let our listeners know, please do, because we're all about the bringing, bringing them to the people. Abby. Thank you for listening. Abby. Yes. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. It is. And so are you. Yeah. And that's all from us. Thanks very much. Bye. Oh, and you, listener. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. I feel like I'm in the wrong job. She's so fucking annoying. So your face. Beautiful. Oh, Christ. Ah, whatever. Bye.